Wake Up. It's your early breakfast with Africa Milani. 11 minutes it is past 5 o'clock. ESCOM holding a media conference yesterday following uh, the announcement of uh, ramping up of um, the load shedding stage level to stage 6. It was uh, led by the ESCOM CEO, uh, Andre Derreta, where he confirmed that we'll be in stage 6 until evening peak on Wednesday. Joining me on the line is Professor Hartmut uh, Winkler, energy analyst and physicist at the University of Johannesburg. Hartmut, lovely to have you back. Back on the show. Good morning. Uh, yeah, many, good morning. many South Africans yeah. concerned that we are literally moments away from stage eight. Are we? Mm. Yes, I think we might be. Um, the the uh, outline that uh, the writer gave is it's usually a positive one saying, uh, okay, they know that we're going to be on stage six at least until uh, tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, uh, no, even beyond that. Um, and then they're hoping that it's going to go down to stage four and three over the weekend. But this is, of course, always a best-case scenario. And things do go wrong every now and then. And um, we don't need much more to go wrong for us to go to uh, to stage eight. I think we've got to be ready this year that we are going to face stage eight uh, several times. We just, I think our best hope at the moment is that we don't go beyond stage eight because... Uh, uh, stage nine and ten does not mean a blackout, but it uh, it means uh, even more hours uh, in the dark, and it means that municipalities will then have to update their their current schedules, which really goes I only go to uh, to stage eight. But uh, the reality is that Eskom has been on this downward trend now for for many years, and uh, even though a lot of uh, people would love to see this. Um, uh, turned around almost instantly, it's very unlikely uh, to happen quickly. So we uh, need to uh, be ready for not just a few more months, but probably a few more years where we're going to have serious electricity problems. Um, It was also revealed yesterday that ESCOM's plan to achieve an energy availability factor of 60% by the end of the financial year, that that is not possible. This is a serious concern, right? Because as we stand, we're already operating at below 50% right now. And if there are any more breakdowns, unplanned uh, maintenance-related issues, uh, then then we're going to be really in that stage eight sooner than we wish for. Yes, that's right. Yeah, at, at the moment, yes, as you point out, we are probably just below uh, 50%. If at the end of the year we stay at this, I would have, I know a lot of people wouldn't want me to, uh, to take that sort of line, but that's unfortunately how I see it. If at the end of this year we are still at 50%, then I think we've actually done reasonably well. Uh, at the moment, the biggest challenge is to uh, prevent us from getting worse, simply because uh, uh, to turn something as, as, as big as Eskom around it, to to, uh, to change us back to a, a, a country where electricity was plentiful is going to take uh, several years. So I, I think insiders in Eskom already knew for a long time, that initially we we're talking of 70% availability, but... Uh, I think people inside Eskom knew that this wasn't on, and this is, if you like, the first time that they're admitting that they're not going to be uh, be able uh, to achieve this. And uh, uh, I'm not surprised, and I think most people uh, aren't surprised either. So uh, that's, I think, it's what we're heading for. We're heading, especially in the middle of the year, uh, bearing in mind that the demand for electricity in the middle of the year is roughly four stages of load shedding worse than it is now. So uh, if things uh, stayed exactly as they were now and we were in the middle of winter, we would now be on stage 10. Uh, However, Eskom usually does most of its maintenance around about this time of the year. It's planned maintenance. Uh, So 
they are already hoping that by uh, by June and July, a lot of the things which are or past plants which are not operating simply because they're going through uh, routine work are going to be up and running, including, for example, uh, the, the Kuburgs uh, unit, one of the two, uh, two Kuburg units, which is currently under long uh, outage. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, they are now able to procure diesel again um, to burn yes. uh, the open cycle gas uh, turbines. And we know that they do that, obviously, uh, only out of necessity. Um, rain affecting particularly the Ingula Dam system and surrounding areas seems to be some of the contributing factor to the challenges that we have. And I wonder, Hartman, mm-hmm. have we not come up with some technology that allows us to, one, protect the coal from the excessive amount of rain mm-hmm. or allow us to work with uh, drenched coal? I mean, you're speaking to somebody who doesn't understand the physics of it at all, but surely we mm-hmm. know that we have summer rains in that province and therefore why are we still affected by excessive uh, rains and uh, the wetness of the coal? Uh, yes, that's right. As far as Letabo is concerned, uh, which is uh, uh, just uh, uh, on the southern border of, of, of Gauteng and uh, is very close to the Baal River, which is at the moment in, in, in flood, and uh, some of that water has, has spilt not only on the in the area surrounding the power station, but also the the coal mine which supplies Eskom. Uh, however, they have enough coal in storage, but they're saying that it's it's wet. So, yes, the obvious solution is to to build some kind of a storehouse which doesn't get affected by excessive rains. And I guess this is a question of of money. Uh, should Eskom have foreseen this? Uh, yes, I guess so, and uh, some probably did. I imagine that uh, this was either a, a, a situation where they just simply realized it's too late or where uh, they're just short of, of money and they hope, hope to ride out the summer uh, rainfall season, uh, and, uh, uh, and, 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 uh, which means that a couple of days are then going to be lost uh, each year uh, due to this uh, sort of problem. Uh, what you mentioned about the, the pump storage is, is quite an uh, interesting and unusual uh, uh, situation. The way pump storage works is that you have two dams, one on top of a hill, one at the bottom of the hill. When there's enough electricity, you use that to pump, to pump the water from the bottom dam to the top dam, and then you release it from the top dam to the bottom dam when you need that electricity again. That's all fine, but if both dams are flooded or full, then you can't do that without uh, causing a flood further downstream. And uh, this is a case with Ingula, um, the um, pump storage scheme, which is the newest one uh, in the country. And there too, you would have imagined that they should have foreseen that there's no outflow that's not going to lead to some uh, sort of flooding uh, in in the area of, of, of the lower dam. But I guess that wasn't uh, foreseen at the time. And uh, I think at the moment we are... Uh, certainly being held back by a, a lot of problems uh, to plants which were built roughly at that time. And Gula is, a, is the latest of the pump storage scheme. It was built more or less at the same time as Medupi and Kusile, so in the in the sort of uh, mid-2000s. And uh, Medupi and Kusile are also uh, have serious technological faults, and uh, that is, I think, the main reason why we are currently in this a very high la- stage of load shedding because uh, more than half of Kusile is not operating. That amounts to uh, two stages of load shedding. Uh, one of the units at, uh, at Medupi is not working. That's also an extra stage of load shedding. If, if Medupi and Kusile, the most modern uh, of the coal plants in the country and biggest ones, were operating fully, 
we would be now not on stage six, we would be on stage two or three. And what is the prognosis on those two, uh, Madubi and Kusile? I mean, wh- when are we going to have them fixed, most likely? What's the yeah, yes, conservative uh, outlying view? Yes, and, f- and unfortunately, the conservatives outlined for the, uh, for the three uh, Kusile units, which have to do with this, uh, uh, this stack which uh, has, has collapsed, is that the ISKIM can have it, I don't even want to say fixed, but they can have it uh, running again at uh, the end of this year. But that is if they don't do a, a number of things which uh, would uh, 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 ensure that, that what gets pumped out of the, these, uh, these stacks is, uh, um, is clean. Uh, is clean. Uh, it, uh, not that uh, it ever is going to be completely clean, but uh, they are uh, asking the uh, Department of uh, uh, Environment and Forestry to give them an exemption uh, to allow them to pollute more than they would normally would in order to fix them properly, would require two years and, and even more money. And uh, at the moment, Eskim is, is working on the basis that they think that they'll be able to get this permission to circumvent uh, these uh, environmental regulations. So they're hoping for an exemption to be able to, to spew out more, uh, more uh, uh, um, uh, coal smoke than, than would normally be the case. Hartmut, thank you very much as always for your time and insights. Uh, Professor Hartmut Winkler is an energy analyst and physicist at the University of Johannesburg. Uh, Letabo 4, 5 and 2, as well as a unit at Camden, were supposed to return to service last night. That would have seen a return of 3,000 megawatts by the end of yesterday. And they're hoping for an additional 3,000 megawatts by the end of the week, which is why we'll be in stage 6 until evening peak tomorrow, according to Andrew Deretta, and then uh, C, reducing... Uh, stages of load shedding as we approach the weekend. Wake up. It's your early breakfast with Africa Milani.